in today's age, it's crazy to think how much we share on the water, exposure, social media, you know, tweeting, Instagram, Facebook, lives, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. But I want to tell you a story about how that got me into some serious trouble on the water fishing a tournament just over a decade ago. So this story goes back a little bit, but I've just been thinking about this and I wanted to share this story because I don't know, like back then, you know, I, I was actually interviewed by Wired to Fish by Jason Seelock for this, this incident. And it was interesting and kind of went down as like, was I the first ever angler DQ'd for using social media in a tournament? Maybe. I'll put a link down to the uh, Wired to Fish article. It's still up. I'll put it in the pinned comment in the video down below. But this is a really interesting story. You know, back in the mid to late 2000s, I guess I, I did quite a bit more with like tweeting, Facebook, blogging, more so than like YouTube or anything like that. And uh, fished the Bass, I guess the Federation Nation back then tournament. I don't think it was the Bass Nation. Maybe it was at that time. 2010. And had made several state teams by that point in 2010, fishing on uh, the, the, the Gopher Club state team, Gopher Bassmasters, shout out to them where I got my start. And we had our state tournament on Lake Minnetonka. And it's actually just shortly after my our second child, my second daughter. And uh, didn't have a ton of time to pre-practice for the tournament, even was close to home. But it was nice because uh, being close to home within like 30, 40 minutes at home, it was easy to bop out there, fish a little bit, fish tournament, be home every night, and not be out of town all week. Anyways, I, I live pretty close to Minnetonka, but I don't spend a lot of time out there. Got a little work in ahead of time. I had found a couple offshore spots, and then that time of year in September, you know, dock fishing, shallow fishing plays, and it kind of was in my strength. Anyways, fast forward, we get to the tournament, and I, I land on this, get to my first spot, and line it up, and catch a few fish, and actually like dead stick in a bait while I'm unhooking another fish. And I don't have footage of this. It was back then. I do have some footage a little bit later in the tournament I'll show uh, from a, a buddy of mine, Greg, that took some. I catch them pretty good. And I catch one close to six pounds on this surf spot. Get a quick limit. Uh, run some docks <clears throat> and, and run some shallow areas and some pads and some things like that and put a pretty good bag together. I'd have to look it up, but I want to say it was like 17 pounds, which is not a giant bag by Minnetonka standards. But in September, it's a pretty solid bag for a five fish limit. And there's not a lot of local uh, Minnetonka or Tonka rats, as you would say, that fish this tournament. Because it was a Bass, you know, Bass Nation Bass Club Championship, Minnesota State Championship, TOC. And, it, you know, you got to kind of plan ahead to get into these events. So really wasn't a lot of local kind of sticks. There was some. There's some guys that were definitely good on Tonka in the tournament. Uh, my my day one partner, he had a decent decent bag, I think, caught some fish as well. Anyways, and interesting, Minnetonka, if you've never been there, has a lot of slow wake zones, idle zones between, like, there's a lot of, like, carved out channels that connect to the Minnetonka. It's kind of a, a lot of small lakes kind of connected together. And I was updating on my phone, probably back then, Circa was like a Motorola Q or a Blackberry or something like that, like putting some text updates out like to like Twitter and they're probably connected automatically to my Facebook account. Like got a good bag going, you know, looking to upgrade in the afternoon, nothing really specific. Like, you know, there was no patterns, no lures, no information other than that, you know, Hey, I was having a good day. You know, I think the way in was at Lord Fletcher's back then. It was more to like, let people know, Hey, there's gonna be some good fish coming to the scales. If you want to come out to Fletcher's and, and catch the weigh in, you know, get more eyeballs on the sport. That's always been my mentality for a long time and just kind of build some buzz around the tournament get people interested in the, the, the TOC, the Bass Nation, maybe join a club. So maybe made a couple, one, two, three updates during the day, weighed my fish in, 
Uh, turns out I was leading the first day of the tournament Went and, and had big bass, I think, maybe. I don't remember. Pretty close. You know, it was like five and three quarters, you know, 5'11", 5'12", 5'14", something like that. Uh, you know, a really nice bass. And, you know, things are good. Go back home, you know, feeling good. Probably did some updates about the tournament that night on social media and went out day two. Uh, didn't catch them as fast. I maybe got like zero or no bites, maybe one or two fish, small fish off my first spot. Uh, ended up going and fishing some adjacent docks there, and I actually filled my limit. Actually got a little footage of here fishing out of my dad's Triton 19, I think, X3, X2, 2X. I mean, it was a, a super nice boat. And uh, I was fishing out of that, and, and and you can see here my co-angler catches one. I catch a couple bass on docks. They're not super big, but... And I go through the day, and I and I think I, in the slow wake zones, made probably some kind of note like, "Hey, tougher day, got a limit, still working, you know, something, uh, once or twice that afternoon." And ended up catching a few more fish, brought in like eleven pounds and change. But overall, the field struggled on day two as well. Weighing my fish, and to my surprise, at that time I was leading the event, only bringing in eleven you know, shy of 12 pounds. And I was like, wow, like I'm going to the state team, you know, going to regionals again, pretty excited, like pretty stoked about that. Uh, did really well for our club team. Uh, we were sitting really good after that. And uh, all of a sudden I get tapped on the shoulder and it was like the term director comes up and goes, Rich, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, like didn't think anything of it. And he's like, uh, I'm going to need to disqualify you. I was like, for what? completely oblivious and so he cites that you know hey didn't you update on your phone didn't you do this and i was like yeah and he's like well that's you know that's you know use of a, a non-emergency use of a cell phone in the tournament is against the rules and i was like yes it is and he's like i'm gonna dq you and i was like like just blown away i was like in shock didn't know what to do there really wasn't anything to do the decision was made and i was like just flabbergasted because like there was no intent to like gain an advantage i wasn't trying to like you know, give anybody else any information. I wasn't trying to gain an advantage. Do I agree? Was I on my phone non-emergency use? Yes, absolutely. Do people take phones and talk to their wives? Do they talk to their employer? Things like that. Sure, right? So it's like, what what is the intent of the rule here? And it's so it's interesting. Anyways, I did get DQ'd. Uh, my weight didn't count toward the state team for my team. So our team did not win the overall club championship, which is just plaques, but it kind of sucked for those guys as well. You know, Somebody else got to go on to fish the uh, Fort Madison Regionals that year. I think Andy Nichols won that. Uh, he went to watch the river, fish the national championship that year. Um, so, But it killed my path to the Classic that time. Missed out on another opportunity to fish uh, you know, a regional, you know, potentially go on to a nationals and maybe the Bassmaster Classic. So I do not ever say that, you know, I do not argue that I, a rule infraction in place. That had, and, you know, the tournament directors are volunteers. Hard position to be in. But I do have a couple, like, I don't know, critiques, right? Like, A, supposedly, he just kind of, the morning of day two. So somebody, how he found out about this, somebody that was in the Federation Bass Nation at the time, saw the updates and approached the tournament director. Somebody not fishing in the event said something to him. Didn't talk to me. Tournament director did not talk to me after day one. He chose to just use his voice at the docks on the morning of day two saying, Hey, reiterating, you're not supposed to be using your phone. That's all he said. And they decided that between the two of them, this 
person outside the tournament, the tournament director said, well, if he does it again, then we'll take action instead of talking to me, which I have a little bit of issue with. And supposedly he felt like him just yelling a couple times at the docks when there's like a hundred boats <laughs> and, and, you know, people staged out that, you know, everybody should have heard that. And anyways, and then the fact that, you know, I, I feel like the, the disqualification was a little harsh. I definitely think there could have been a weight penalty. You know, if you would have talked to me on day one, I could have been held back given a time penalty, but with no real advantage in the tournament, did it really warrant a disqualification? Love to hear your thoughts in the comment below. And now the crazy thing is today, right now we're encouraged to go live. We're encouraged to like blast out as much information during the day, all day, all the time. So, you know, really, I was a little ahead of the curve, but I ended up paying a price. I don't know. Love to hear you guys' thought. Just wanted to share that story. Thought it would be good to share. People might find it interesting. So links down below to that article if you want to read what Jason Seelock did a really good job reaching out to me on that.